Welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Limitless Estates, where Kyle and Lolita talk to top experts and seasoned passive investors in the business to help provide clarity and key insights to keep you safe on your journey to financial freedom. Our goal is to help you get educated on how to create passive income for you and your family using real estate as your vehicle. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lolita, also joined by Kyle. Before we get started, please make sure to head over to our website, limitless-estates.com, and grab our free Passive Investor's Guide. Also, if you're interested in learning more about what we do, you can schedule a call with Kyle on our website as well. All right, now let's jump into our show. Today, we have Stephen Pazavento joining us. Stephen, thanks for being here. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for this, guys. Fantastic. Well, we got a great topic for everyone today. So before we get started, here's a little bit more about Stephen. Stephen is the host of the Investor Mindset Podcast, an active investor who has flipped over 150 homes within his first two years in the business. Based out of Denver, he manages teams out of state and is an expert at finding and funding deals. One of Stephen's core beliefs, investing in yourself leads to the biggest return on investment. So, all right, excited to get this interview going. I know everyone listening to this will benefit greatly and will have some key takeaways. So, Stephen, why don't you start by telling everyone a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do? Yeah. Hey, so Stephen Pesavento here of the Investor Mindset Podcast. I've been flipping and wholesaling houses for the last three years. And before I got into that, I was in management consulting and I was definitely going more along the corporate route. But I'm really glad that I finally took the leap and jumped full-time into real estate. You know, in my first year, I did over 75 deals that first year. I started out without a lot of money and was able to figure out by modeling other very successful people, hey, how can I build a business that's like theirs? And then I just took a lot of action and was able to do that pretty quickly. I really think of myself as more of like a real estate marketer because what I'm really good at is going out and figuring out, hey, how do I find the people who have properties that have an interest of selling at a number that works for investors? And so we've built our whole company and business model around that and we've had some good success. Awesome. Thanks for that. And uh, today we're going to talk about a topic that I absolutely love, which is mindset. And I think this is a topic that everyone should definitely listen into. So with your podcast, like Lolita mentioned, the Investor Mindset Podcast, what was your vision for the podcast and why'd you end up starting that? Yeah, the Investor Mindset was really born out of this dream and this realization about how important it is to have your mind in the right place, to have the right thoughts and beliefs so that you can really take the right actions in your life. And for me, it was pretty selfish, my reasonings for wanting to go out and put this together because I really wanted to have a medium that I could really help other people have some of these realizations that I was having myself. Because you know, early on in my real estate career, I actually read Rich Dad Poor Dad when I was 17 and reread it later on. And I always wanted to jump into real estate, but there were so many limiting beliefs that I had, you know, beliefs about, hey, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough experience. I don't come from the right family background. I don't know any contacts who I could go and learn this from. And all these things really kind of boiled up into me making a lot of excuses, telling myself a story that it wasn't possible for me to go and do this. And you know, I have to ask the listeners if any of you guys have ever had any of those thoughts. I'm sure many of you have, and some of you might still. But the truth is, what I realized was that, you know, it was a bunch of BS. It wasn't true. 
And the reason it wasn't true is because at the end of the day, in order to get that experience, I had to go step out of my comfort zone and go and learn these things. And so when I just essentially cracked the armor, cracked the foundation of that limiting belief and started asking myself, well, is there any way that this could be false? And I started to say, yes, it all of a sudden became very easy for me to go out and start doing the things that I really wanted to go after. And in reality, the reason why the investor mindset was born was so that I can really go out and interview and connect with some of the most talented people in the world. You know, we've interviewed phenomenal guests like Jay Papazan, of the author of The One Thing, you know, Chris Voss, author of Never Split the Difference. And I actually, I recommend you check out that episode. Maybe you guys can link it where I actually negotiate directly against Chris Voss. You know, I talk with Rod Khalif, Mark Kenny, all these amazing real estate investors and thought leaders. And what we're really getting into is how do they think? What are the ways that they're going about operating in their life and how can we apply that operating system to ours? And it's incredible because it's so easy, but it's not necessarily the thing that everyone goes to right off the bat. But at the end of the day, it's the thing that I think is most important. When you pair mindset with real strategies and tactics, you'll be able to soar high, high up into the sky. Awesome. We'll definitely link that show. But how did you fare against Chris Voss? Just out of curiosity, I've, I've listened to his book on Audible and also read it. Yeah, it was a phenomenal. And for those of you who don't know, Chris Voss is the number one FBI hostage negotiator. He essentially wrote the book on hostage negotiation. And now he's written a book specifically about how to transition some of those strategies from hostage negotiation into the business world and really lays out a foundation about how you can go and use some of these strategies in your own life and relationships. And I have read the book 10 or 15 times. I absolutely love it. I recommend it to all my people. And I was, I jumped into that negotiation without any plan or practice. We decided to do it on the spot. We did it as a little promotional clip for something that he was putting together. And I was excited about to share with my audience. And I got my butt handed to me <laughs> because we did something called the 60 seconds or she dies drill, where he was the hostage taker and I was the hostage negotiator. And essentially you click the stopwatch and you got 60 seconds to try to save this person's life. And I started going in with some of these strategies, which when you guys listen to it, which you're going to, these are strategies that work. But Chris knew how to negotiate or block anything that I was doing. But what I didn't know how to do was how to block some of the strategies that he was using, which was psychologically shutting my brain down. And if you watch the video on YouTube, which is, if you search Chris Voss right now, it's one of the top 10 videos, maybe number three, number four, depends on the day. But when you go and watch it, you can actually see my body language as I start to shrink away. <laughs> and so it's really cool. I really recommend you guys check that out. And the point being is that you can learn how to use some of these strategies by going and you know, listening to interviews or reading books from these phenomenal people. But the cool thing is actually realizing, oh, I can apply this directly in my life, whether I'm talking to a seller, whether I'm talking with a potential investor, or maybe I'm talking with my wife or husband, whatever that might be. These things, they actually end up working really well in improving the kind of communication that you're having with other people. Yeah, very cool. I doubt I would have done very well either. So um, <laughs> awesome. I want to check that out. So what's the best piece of advice that you've received from uh, all out of all the people you've interviewed on your show? I think if I try to summarize it into more of like a belief or a way of looking at life and that way of looking at life is that challenges are actually our greatest friend. That you know, oftentimes we go into the world and we're dealing with these challenges or these failures and we feel like these are the things 
that really are holding us down. They're the things that we fear the most or the things that we don't really want to go off and deal with. We want to try to avoid them at all costs. But at the end of the day, the truth is those challenges are what shapes us. It's what creates us. And therefore, it is the most important thing because that is what's going to allow us to be able to move on to that next level and be able to stay strong through adversity. Yeah, mindset's a daily battle to me. So it's all about kind of building up the tolerance and the discipline to get to that mindset. Do you have any tools that you use to build up that discipline and tolerance? Yeah, that's such a good question. There's a lot of tools. And I think discipline is something that is a habit that you have to build. And so with any kind of habit, I encourage people to take small steps and build momentum rather than just jumping in and trying to eat the whole thing all at once. So what you want to do Discipline is just deciding that you're going to do something, setting a standard for yourself, and then holding yourself to that standard. So for an example, my morning ritual, my morning routine, or my daily ritual, a lot of people talk about the importance of these, and some people poo-poo them, and some people hate on them, but what they really do is they say, hey, this is a standard, this is something that I have committed to that is really important to me, and every day I'm going to meet that standard. And some days I might not, but when I miss it, I'm going to make it up or I'm gonna make sure that I never miss two days. And so, for example, if my ritual is I'm going to meditate, I'm going to move, I'm gonna listen to something productive, some mindset, and I'm gonna map my day, figure out my top three things that I'm gonna accomplish. If those three core or four core pillars are going to make up something that I set as a standard, every day that I do them, every day that I wake up and I do them, whenever I have committed to doing them, I'm actually building that muscle of discipline. And so you can do this yourself anytime you make a commitment to somebody. Anytime you say, hey, I'm going to do that, I'm going to follow through and make that happen. And so sometimes one good practice is to figure out, well, what is something that's going to benefit me and how am I going to commit to doing it right now? And then start right now and start tracking it. And I actually, I'll show you on screen for those listening, you won't be able to see it, but what I was actually showing was I have a piece of paper a physical paper because I like to have something tactical for me or tactile that I keep track of these things that are important. And every day I get across it off that I've accomplished that day. And there is some days that there's white space in there. And those are just the truth that we're all going to make mistakes along the way, but the discipline is starting again whenever you fail. And so that is one of the best ways to create discipline and to put yourself in uncomfortable situations that allow you to really live up to your potential. Yeah, awesome. Do you have any examples that you can share with us where mindset was the difference maker in a particular situation? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's hard to think of one because it's kind of like mindset is the foundation that allows everything else to be possible. A great example is if I'm going to go into a negotiation with a seller and that seller says, I want $200,000 for the house. And we realistically know that for it to make a smart investment decision, the most we could pay is one sixty. If I don't have the right mindset, if I don't have the right beliefs, the right confidence, if I'm not doing the right things, I may agree just to go along with that person's number or I may just give up altogether. But when I go into a negotiation or I'm going into, you know, go and buy a house, the fact that I am consistently day after day doing the right actions and activities is because I have a belief that those things are going to pay off for me in the long run. So mindset at its core, at the core baseline is just the thoughts and beliefs that end up leading to the right action. So every time you take that right action, it is most likely based on some kind of thought or belief that is really your operating system. So that's one example. 
But through the countless failures, I have one failure, which I often share, where we bought a house. It looked like it was going to make us about 100000 We bought it for about one hundred and forty or 450000 and we thought we were going to sell it for 700000 and we'd end up netting about a hundred somewhere in between after renovation costs and other things. Well, what ends up happening was we mismanaged the project. We had 20 or 30 flips going on at once. We were running a high volume operation and things fell through the cracks. Well, if I was operating with a weak mindset or a fixed mindset, I'd be beating myself up for here on out for the fact that when we sold that property, it was a net loss of 40000 And it was one of the greatest sales that I've ever had. I was so happy to sell that property and sign a check for forty grand to have it closed because I learned so much from it and it was finally off of my books. And what I can share with you from that perspective is when you have this growth mindset, meaning you're coming from this place of iterating, of knowing that today you're not going to be as good as you are going to be tomorrow, that you're going to continue to grow and you're going to continue to face new challenges and learn from them. When you come from that perspective, then a failure doesn't have to hold you back. It's actually just another great opportunity to learn. Yeah, awesome. I love that. So for our listeners out there that think that mindset may be a bit woo-woo and they're having a little bit of trouble getting behind it, what's one simple thing they can do just to get started? Yeah. Okay. So it's a great question and you're probably right. Maybe it is a little bit woo-woo, but it's the core foundation that allows you and any strategy or tactic that you learn to actually work, right? If you talk to all the successful leaders at the core of what is making them successful is that they're taking the right actions and they're learning the right things. And the core of that is that they have a set of beliefs that is really empowering to them. So if you're in that camp, well, then I would just stop thinking about it as mindset. I'd start thinking about it as a better way of thinking. And if that somehow doesn't serve you, then I'd figure out a line of thought that ends up working for you and you can convince yourself that it works. Hey, that's just a belief, by the way. But then you can actually start applying that yourself and realize that it is a pretty big core of what it is that allows people to be able to break through any kind of adversity is that experience and that experience is what shapes our thoughts and beliefs. Yep. Okay. Anything else that you want to add that we haven't talked about about mindset? Yeah, I think we've really hit it on the head without us getting into any kind of strategies or anything like that. But what I will share with people is I really encourage you if this has at all been interesting after interviewing over 100 people for the Investor Mindset Podcast, you know, we've put together a phenomenal ebook and it's the five principles of success. And what we dive into is how you can actually apply some of these learnings after interviewing all these people in your life directly. It's these five different practices that nearly every investor from Kathy Fetke to Rod Khalif to Chris Voss to anybody in between is actually applying in their life and in their business. And you can do that by just going to the investormindset.com slash value. You can just jump right in there and download the 20 page ebook. It's a great little quick read. I encourage you guys to go there. But the other thing that I'll share with you is that if this feels like something that you're 100% on board with, then jump in, you know, dive into some other podcasts, look for some resources where you can learn and go deeper. And if it's something that you're kind of a little bit nervous about, then I encourage you to just find one habit that you think is going to be somewhat beneficial to you. And one of the key habits that I really would recommend is some kind of journaling, some kind of meditation, some kind of planning for your week sit down and figure out what are those core three things that I have to accomplish today. And by accomplishing them, it's actually going to get me much closer to my goal, which is core, especially if you're in multifamily, especially if you're an investor. 
Perfect. Lolita is going to take us into our final four questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by asset protection attorney, Wayne Patton. We all spend a lot of time thinking about ways to make more money, but how much time have you spent thinking about legal strategies to protect your wealth? Whether you're a professional, an investor, or an entrepreneur, you are at risk of being targeted in a lawsuit. Wayne is an attorney who specializes only in asset protection strategies like the use of offshore trusts. If you'd like to learn more about how you can protect your assets, visit mwpatten.com or assetprotection.law. Mention this podcast and Wayne will waive his customary $750 initial consultation fee. Again, the website is mwpatten.com or assetprotection.law. Or you can call Wayne at 877-727-1092. Call now and get protected today. Steven, what is the one tool you use in real estate investing that you could not do without? The one tool? Well, I would say mindset's a tool, but I would also say being able to negotiate and communicate really effectively with sellers is absolutely critical. So really diving into some of these books on communication, on leadership, on understanding what other people are thinking and how to persuade and influence is really, really key for us. If you're talking about digital tools, we're a big fan of Slack. We run a remote company. And so all communications happening through Slack or CRM or through Zoom. Thanks. Can you tell us a story about your biggest mistake in real estate investing and what is the main takeaway for our listeners? Yeah, well, I shared a little bit of that earlier. So I'll talk about the biggest takeaway. And the big takeaway was we were running a scaled business. We had a lot of flips going on. We had a lot of projects. And what's amazing is we've done over 200 deals, right? So I've done a lot of deals and I've turned millions and millions of dollars of my investors' money. But the key thing there was nowhere along the line, even when we lost money on a project, did my investors lose money. My investors always get paid what they were promised and what was expected to be paid, right? That doesn't mean that, oh, we're going to overpay somebody if the deal is a junker deal. We're going to be really clear about what ends up having to happen. But in this case, this is something that we could have hedged ourselves on. And we had an agreement where we were going to pay this percentage of interest. So of course, we're going to pay it. We're not going to try to go back and renegotiate it. We're not going to try to do anything like that. And because of that, our investors are with us for life. And I want to encourage other people to take a look around and say, are you doing things that are just short-term fixes? Are you doing things that are just quick hacks? Or are you making decisions that are going to set yourself up for long-term relationships? Because I think that's what's core in this business. And I think that's what's most important. What is it that you need to do now to grow your life to the next level? Me? What's, what's my thing that I need to do mm-hmm. to grow my life to the next level? I'm always in a constant state of growth. So I've always got some new skills that I'm learning, some new things that I'm implementing. And for me right now, my big focus is how can I be a better speaker? How can I be a better teacher? And how can I be a better marketer? Marketing 101, that's essentially my specialty in real estate. Marketing for sellers, marketing for potential partners, capital partners. And of course, on the podcast front, marketing for audience, being able to build an amazing audience of people who are able to really deliver some amazing value. So been working with phenomenal mentors on that front, learning from the greats like Frank Kern and many others, whether you're talking about in a classroom type setting or in a book, that's the way that I'm going to grow. And that's the way that I'm going to better my life to make sure that 
I can keep serving people in the best way I can. Great. And finally, Stephen, where can people find out more about you? Well, I'm going to encourage you guys to go check out the Investor Mindset Podcast. It's top 200 podcast, business podcast, top 1,000 out of 700,000 podcasts out there. So if you're in the investing space, I highly recommend you listen to it. We've got some phenomenal people. You can find that on your favorite podcasting app. Or I encourage you to take advantage of that free ebook and head over to the investormindset.com slash value or shoot me a message on Instagram at steven.pesavento. Look forward to interacting with you there. Great. Well, listeners, if you don't already, go listen to Stephen's podcast to get you and your mind headed in the right direction for your life. And Stephen, thanks so much for being on our show. Wonderful. Thank you so much too. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to limitless-estates.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.